background very blurry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth, proudly brought to you each and every week by the terrible people that own and run Caffeine Gum Australia. The worst Obviously, people. The worst kind of people. Firstly, uh, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, review the podcast, five stars preferably. Uh, before we get started, Jed, I've, I resisted contacting you on the weekend. I understand it was quite a rough weekend for you and the family. Uh, firstly, just on behalf of everyone, how are you? How are you feeling? Uh, can you talk us through your emotions at the moment? <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. But well, I'm look, correct. look, I know the Gillespie's a big Liver King fans, so finding <laughs> out that finding out that he's on steroids oh. would have been like finding out that the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, Santa wasn't real after years and years of presents. Um, funny story on that. We all knew, so me and my brother Locke are a little bit older than Cal. We knew that the Easter Bunny wasn't real for just the last year that Cal didn't know. And what, so we stayed up all night just to fuck with my dad. Dad ends up getting blind drunk, hopping like a bunny into the room, falls over Cal's golf clubs, wakes him up. <laughs> but anyway, the liver king. Um, <laughs> how, how did you take the news? Obviously a big shock to us all. Oh, Come on, man. Oh, I think his gimmick's fucking funny, but as Nate Diaz famously once said, everyone's on fucking steroids. Everyone is on steroids. If anyone looks too jacked, like, man, how many people you know who've done gear? Like, so, so many. Like, if you if you look too jacked in normal life, you're on steroids. So, like, the guy was 5'7", like, two, two, um, 220 pounds, like 95 kilos, pure muscle. His abs would, like, stick out. They wouldn't move. He's 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 so brown. He's browner than my fucking dress shoes. Like, come on, man. It was very funny. His I fucking the, speech pissed I, me off. I think the outrage um, in the people that were shocked is funnier than funnier than anything. Like, of course he's on steroids. Look at him. He's yeah. It's like this. It's like yeah. No, the guy actually hack. He found the hack. It's that if you eat fucking liver raw every day, you'll you'll just get absurdly jacked. And no of one course. else is going to do that, so they can't call him out now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very funny until he fucking about fifteen seconds into his apology. I don't. Some of our older demographic may not know who this fucking idiot is, but into our like fifteen seconds into his apology speech, he started talking about how he was doing it all for the kids and mental health and stuff. And I was like, "Fuck, fuck you, little dwarf." You know what he's doing? He he created a character and then he became popular. So he started believing that his character was who he is and then he just started living the character. I it's think very... in his head, he would have thought he was doing a good thing. Uh, I believe probably genuinely. Um, but like he'd lied to a lot of people. So. Well, you can still say it's a good thing, but he, like, don't go straight there. Just say, yes, I am doing gear. The, um, the obvious one now, which obviously Rogan came out and said is, When's the rock gonna cop okay. up to doing gear, right? Because I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Like he, I'm a big fan. Right? I think he's a pretty cool guy. Like I think he's a complete cool flog, guy. if I'm honest. I'm just being serious. Like the guy is just a flog. Like you see him well, on the not, weekend. He's not a human, right? He's like holding his daughters while his wife singing the national anthem. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just trying to be too perfect. Anyone that's trendy, he's all about him. Anyone's a hard worker, he does whatever he can to boost the rock. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
You know what? Um, I, should, I should take back my comments. I don't like the rock either. Fuck that. Yeah, you hate him now. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose, like, he's time keeps creeping away. He's now 50, 51. Like, fucking come on. Like, he's literally, he's like 2% body fat. Fucking, yeah, you know, like, he works hard, no doubt. You got to work hard if you're on steroids. But you, you got to also take steroids to be on steroids. You know, it's interesting that throughout a lot of my life, there's been this thing about unrealistic images for females. Like, remember the the body image oh, things no. changed over a period of time. Don't do it, chubby. But no, but let's do it. I'll pop let's do it. But like, it went through an era when I was in my teens. You were probably in your 40s at that stage. But it was like the real skinny thing was trendy. And then the Kardashians came in and it's like fake asses is the thing now. But what about unrealistic images? Images is a body image for men. I just did. I just have a seizure mid fucking rant there. <laughs> That's the hardest thing about rants. You got to try and not seizure. No, it's tr- it's true though. I mean, like fuck all these guys. Like they're all on steroids. I or they're on cutters. Like anyone in Hollywood. Like I love fucking Chris Hemsworth, man. I'm a huge fan. I think he's cool as fuck. But like he's there's no way he's clean. He's genetically gifted for sure. You only have to look at his. Gifted, you only I have was, to look saw, at his family. I saw no, I no doubt. But I saw an interview from years and years ago, and like he's put on some serious mass since then. Serious, serious mass. Like Wolverine. Do you think Wolverine's clean? Getting into that gear, getting into that shape. But just, just, just quietly. If someone's giving me, someone goes, "All right, you are now Thor. You are Thor," which is, you know, I could imagine it'd be a hundred million dollar gig. Right. Whereabouts you Thor? <laughs> Thor, just in between my eyes. Uh, yeah, but if someone was paying me to be a superhero, I would do everything, absolutely everything. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have an issue with it. I, in theory, it's more the fact that, like, but more men like, should look like you and me, Jed. So let's be more realistic with our images, our body images for men. Now I know you're waiting to ask why I'm not wearing a shirt. Uh, no. Give, <laughs> Yeah, given the, given the Liver King's marketing success being the Liver King, I figure that maybe I should have a go at being the Caffeine Gum King. Uh, if you want an incredible body like mine, all you have to do is drink 15 Guinnesses a day, half a bottle of whiskey a week, uh, smoke all the time, drink eight espressos a day. I don't actually smoke, but you, you know what I mean? So just, just uh, yes, yeah, so that's my new marketing strategy now. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I was quite... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Actually, that was face, my morning. That was my morning. Your face merges quite well into the Liver King. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he was he he actually probably got the shine taken off him a little bit this week by just some other crazy shit happening. And like, there's not much doing with we. I suppose we can talk about Eddie Jones getting sacked and Wayne Pivak. Wayne Pivak. I didn't say it. Was the it? Welsh. The Welsh coach is gone as well. Warren Gatlin's back him. Oh no, I did say that. Um, but before I do that, I would like to talk about Kanye West. Because he is just off. It's fucking crazy how off the Richter scale he is. And people are like, yeah, this is bad, but they won't. Like, he's just too powerful. He's too <laughs> powerful to be shut down. Who would have thought that you could talk about, like, like it's very funny, kind of. Yeah, it is funny. I was listening to Ari Shafir, who's perhaps not the greatest person to listen to about political things, but he's a Jewish guy and he's like, He's just like not overly offended because he's like, people used to do a lot of stuff and now they just say stuff. But that, like, that's what we've, that's what we've I mean. Gone through, we've gone through harsher periods, but it's very funny that Kanye West is just saying whatever 
what he there's no whatever drug he's not on there's no filter in his brain anymore like when he said elon musk is like a half chinese guy fuck that made me laugh that was so, funny yeah, it was so funny even elon enjoyed it i assume yeah he did so kind of you obviously get on quite well with elon so um have you managed to keep up with his antics this week i don't know if i i yeah yeah i'll be i've kept up with it he's can leaking you, a lot of, he's leaking a lot of stuff which is fun can you explain to me the outrage I don't understand the opposite view of it. To me, to me, if he's if people are suppressing what goes on Twitter to give you, um, you know, not all the information to maybe uh, change an election, isn't that a bad thing? You you think it was? You'd think it would be a bad thing. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's there shouldn't be any fucking. <clears throat> I mean. People now don't get to use Twitter what they used it for, though, and they get different outcomes from it. So, like, you, you, like people are going to get challenged and yelled at and fucking told that they're a fuckwit on there, and people probably not going to like that. Um, the fact that Twitter actively suppressed various things, yeah, it's it's their right. It was their right at the time. I mean, they're a private organisation. It would be like someone sending me new shit and we choose to publish some of it. Like, fuck, we don't have to publish all of it. Yeah. But it then shouldn't be like a surprise or disappointing if someone wants to come and change that. Like Elon's trying to do the opposite, where he lets everyone just say whatever they want. Um, it's it's quite interesting how he's also releasing the information, like he's tweeting it out so that people have to use Twitter. Um, no, so he's very smart. He is very smart. He's very smart. smart. So I, I haven't always been a huge Elon fan, but I... The way he's doing this is very clever, and what 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 is why are you not a fan of him? I think that a lot of his tech has been government funded for since he was young, um, and and just backed by enormous quantities of American sort of cash from the government, and also not a lot of it's applicable to do anything we want to fucking do. So, like going to the Going to Mars is cool if you're four people on Earth who want to go to fucking Mars. Teslas are kind of cool, um, but no one can afford them and there isn't really a market for them at the moment unless you're in the top two. I'm seeing a lot more, lot of people driving them lately. Yeah, and like it it may improve, but I suppose he hasn't... He's cool. He's just like he doesn't... There's nothing I can use from him at the moment. He's another... I like him. I think he's. I think he's a fearless type of character. Like all the things he's throwing himself at, I wouldn't fucking do any of that. There's no way in fuck. I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance he loses his mind though, and he's a smart guy. But as he delves more and more into a pseudo political realm, and away from like you see those old videos of him where he's genuinely a fucking loser. Like he's a nerd with his first girlfriend buys a Maserati. Like. He's waiting for it. He's bald. He's got fuck teeth. Um, like he's getting more and more popular, more and more power. I think there is a small chance. I know he's very smart that he loses his fucking mind. I think. I think it'd be quite weird being in that position with all the things coming at him. I, I don't know how anyone deals with that because you think on Twitter, what's he got? Like 190 million followers. People just giving it to him left, right, and center. Then he's doing Neuralink, SpaceX, Tesla. You know, I've, I read something today. He's invested in some uh, investment fund that is coming out in the new year or something. So, so I, I don't know how he, he deals with it. I don't know how he does it. 
Yeah, I don't I, know how I he, couldn't do it. I couldn't. No, 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 no. He, they might, he must have a great team of people, and they plan sort of twelve <clears> steps ahead. You know, and they go, "This is going to happen." <coughs> <coughs> so coughing, you make me cough. Oh, I'm me. fucking. I'm patient zero for whatever the new strain is. I've been Herpes. sick. For, <laughs> <laughs> I've been sick for days, and <coughs> I'm go away. Stop it. Sorry. Um, what do you make? What do you make of the Eddie Jones situation? I, I'm, um, I'm speaking over you on purpose. No, it's good. <laughs> uh, <sighs> can I, can I, before I'll give you a little bit of time to think about it. So obviously you are very familiar with woke mobs and understanding how people that have no idea what's going on actually think. Do you think that it's purely a reaction to the results for the last little period of time? Do they, do they have a backup plan is it a reaction to the public outcry? I noticed Sir Clive um, really being supportive and throwing his weight around. Or is it he's, just a... He's f- a little rat, isn't he? Oh, he's a, he's a little sne- fucking rat. He's he? a snake in the fucking grass. Ah, you little rat. He's, uh, <laughs> Conor McGregor does so much cocaine, by the way. <laughs> Doesn't he? I mean, he's out oh, of his, yeah. He is out of his fucking mind, which he should be. If, if I was him and I was a world champion fighter, who owned a whiskey business, I would be out of my fucking mind. As the Irish say, he's out of his fucking <coughs> wheelie bin 24-7. He's, he's just walking around Kremlin fucking doped out of his eye hole. Um, whatever, Sir Clive's a little rat, but the I think that they probably, it's a strange time to do it. I always I always saw Eddie Jones as one of those guys who, who'd sort of come in, mix it up for a little while, get some good results, and then that would sort of be it. The more <coughs> Holy fuck. Sorry, the more bro. I thought about it, the more I thought about it this morning, the more it showed me what I believe with Checker, and that was that a World Cup performance can get you so much time. It can get you so much time. Like the tenure you get from a from like a World Cup final, which is what they got, like just buys you years and years and years. So even if things aren't going that well, you know, like you make a World Cup semifinal, you make a World Cup final. Like it just it just buys you so much time. It really, really does. So that's I I think that they definitely have a backup plan. Um, the English team I that I watched play a couple of times didn't impress me greatly. I, I think that they were probably. I mean, if they want to win a World Cup, I think it, I don't think it's a bad idea. Mm, do you think ten months is enough time to actually have for a new coach to actually influence what's already gone on? I mean, there's the Six Nations. They might have a couple of warm-up games leading into the World Cup. So what's that? Six games? Six games before the World Cup? Is that is that really There's always been to... some things with Eddie about who he picks and why he picks them. Like he's always – he likes to think that he's sort of like a Belichick sort of guy. Like he wants to pick, you know, wingers on the flanker. And he, like he has, his, he has his guys he goes to. There's been guys who don't get picked consistently who are weapons like Sam Simmons and things like that because he doesn't quite fit the mold. Um and I think that it's not working. So I, I, don't, I really don't have a strong opinion either way. I don't care how England go in the fucking World Cup. Um, no, I hope they lose. No, I hope they lose. So either way, I think, oh, look, I think maybe uh, they've got to change something. They've got to change something. I don't know. It's, very, it's, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. What's the cutoff date then for sacking your coach? If, if like, you know, if, if one season out's too much, like, do does it have to be two seasons? Then, if it's two seasons um, or two calendar years, and your team's absolutely eating 
pass with 18 months to the World Cup? Can you not sack your coach? Like, I, I don't know the answers. Do you think that sometimes good coaches can just not be working at certain teams? Because, I mean, Eddie's been to three World Cup finals. I, like, he gets a lot of criticism because of his personality. But I think if you looked at his record, he's un, undeniably one of the greatest rugby coaches of all time. I, I don't think that's a stretch to say that. So he can, he can clearly fucking coach. Does it just sometimes stop working for whatever reason? No, I think you. De- I think you definitely wear out your welcome at teams, which is strange because in other sports, coaches don't. Because I, I just have Bill, Bill Belichick in the back well, of my mind. But he's a rare exception. He's a Be- rare exception. Bellamy's like, a rare exception. Wayne Bennett's a rare exception. Sure, there I are exceptions you, to the rule, but you, generally speaking, that- things go. Things eventually go south. Like Steve Hansen in the last World Cup, that he was he was the coach. They didn't go past the semi final. Admittedly, England were on absolute fire that day, so it's, you can forgive him a little bit. But after all this success, sorry for cutting you off. After all this success, is it an is it inevitable? Yeah, I think I do think that the messages and the same things they wear off, and that's why coaches move and change, um, whether it be at the international level or the fucking subbies level, it doesn't matter. Um, so they probably should have looked ahead a little bit more than like what they did, the fact he's been there for, you know, seven years or whatever, and maybe looked at rotating it a year ago or two years ago, but. Well, straight uh, after the World Cup, straight after the last World Cup probably would have been there. But then straight after the last World Cup is when he has his most tenure. That's when he's going, well, I was just in a final, you know, that no one expects us to be in. Yeah, so, I think that would have been, I think uh, moving him on after the World Cup that they were just in is probably a better outcome for England than sacking him 10 months before the next World Cup. Probably, but like at that point, the coach has a lot of say. So like he would have got a fat paycheck. He's very comfortable and people want him there. Like, is there any better time to have a team than those things happening? No, I know. It'd take a big set of balls to move someone on or for him to go, you know, it's time for me to go because it would would be a dream. It It would be one of the dream jobs, England, because they got all these resources You'll be getting paid sweet, sweet cash. Read an article today where it was actually quite good. I'll send it to you, where they were saying that one of the biggest causes of Ireland and France's rise is the system that they have in place, which actually shoots the national team. So in Ireland, for example, everyone is contracted to the Irish Rugby Union, same same as New Zealand, where the whole purpose of everything is to filter up to the top teams and to to bring them long-term success. Whereas in England, the players are contracted to the clubs and there's this club versus country battle that's apparently just never ending. And, and there's a lot of self-interest with the owners because they're paying these guys huge bucks so that the England get little time, little time with the players uh, than some of the other nations. But do you think that that's, a, that's something that should be considered? You know, should the RFU take some responsibility? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I like, I particularly noted. I don't know if I spoke about it last week, but or we spoke about it. But the that a whole bunch of guys were missing from the last international because they had to go back to play in the English Premiership. Um, it's That's a for the spring for the spring box. No, it's for Australia as well. Oh, for um for England as well. Right, right, right. I don't know about England, but I mean like the like those guys missing to go just in general. It was a observation. Yeah, it was outside the test window. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, on the one hand, the private investment means you get a very powerful comp, big comp, well-supported comp. Um, probably attracts good players, probably wants to keep good players, but you don't, because of that power, you then don't get all things your way from the RFU. So I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure which way to structure it. It certainly sounds nice from an island and French perspective, um, but yeah, I'm not sure what the answer is. There. That's a, it's very interesting how the different nations structure their comps. Look, it's uh, it's probably for smarter people than us to work out. I mean, in in my mind, looking at it, Eddie Jones has been incredibly successful. Um, as you said, he probably wears his welcome out. Uh, I I don't know if moving on a coach of his stature ten months out from the World Cup is going to have a good effect on the playing group. I guess that would depend on his relationship with the playing group, um, because that would have hopefully been taken into account. Um, but look, if a guy like that can get sacked. What hope for the fucking rest of us, Jed Gillespie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no hope. There's, it's it's the most... Uh, <sighs> gee, you're never safe, are you? You're never safe. Um, so, yeah, no, he's fucked. It's, I think I think you got to have... To be a coach of that level, like if you look at guys like Alex Ferguson, Eddie Jones, Steve Hansen, Graham Henry, they've got this fucking rock-solid persona and they're a bit prickly as well. So I don't know. I think you got to be a fucking hard ass to be good at that level. Yeah, I think so. Because I, uh, I can I can imagine Eddie would be hurting right now. I would be. I don't know. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. He saw, I reckon he knew it was coming. I reckon. Like, oh, yeah, I, I still reckon you'd be hurt. I still reckon he'd be hurting. It'd be impossible. Like you'd have to be a fucking, you know, a stoic to not be hurt by that. Mm. It's true. It's true. Warren All Gatlin's right. going back to Wales. Yeah, look, I don't think Wales losing their coach fucking matters. So does it matter as much that Wales lose their coach? No, look, I think it's all great for us because hopefully they'll all continue to lose. I don't uh, think Wales do anything at the World Cup. He's getting a couple of million bucks, apparently. Some sweet, yeah, sweet good. money. Good on him. I don't think they're going to do fucking anything. No. So it's just, look, it's right. just, look, it's just interesting to think about. Just interesting to think about. Um, both organisations, to me, scream of... Um, being run by people who have no idea what they're doing and who probably lack some leadership. Um, I also think maybe the public has too much say in what goes on. And uh, unless you're in the fucking room, it's pretty hard to really know. Yeah, very hard to know. Impossible to know. Almost speaking from experience there, eh, Jed? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I am. Sure, I'll speak from experience. Oh, I was um, talking about me, but that's all right. Oh. What's got, what else is going on in the world, Jed? Talk to me. Is oh. everything good? Yeah, everything's good in general. Um, I have some fucking my notes for this week are so weird. I just I got I've just written them with no coherency. The one funny thing I found is perhaps my most the the organization in the world that annoys me the most of any organization in the world is the WNBA. They annoy me to Did tears. I send you that video? Yeah, I think so. Are we talking? Oh. Hold on. Uh, where they should get... Um, where they were, <laughs> no, 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 no. You go, you go, you go, you go. That's an incredible it. fucking video, by the way. So I think we're talking about the same video, but WNBA annoyed me to tears. And it's got nothing to do with the sport because I like the sport. And there's numerous... Anyway, there's no point getting into it. But effectively, they've come out and said that they want a revenue share of the game, which is fine. 
I think that's a good idea. And I think that's an equitable idea and that's fair, right? Um, the problem is that WNBA generates negative $12 million a year. <laughs> so someone, uh, someone out there broke it down. And if you're using 12 roster spots per team, each player now has to pay $86,000 to play per season. So that's their revenue share. And that's a very good example of reality hitting home for people. Like, fuck, you'd think before you came out and made such fucking stupid comments, like if I was going to make stupid comments about what assistant coaches should be paid in the shoot shield, this, that, or the other, based on some sort of revenue, you'd fucking Google it. Like, just go and Google it first. So they haven't Googled it come out, set it. Everyone's going, yeah, actually, that kind of makes sense. Like, why wouldn't we do that? You don't have a fucking revenue. So there's nothing to share. You don't get anything. They're funded by the men's league. Of course, they're funded by the men's league. But that's the same as any league at the moment that we're currently talking about being in dispute. I mean, I'm not going to get into the women's national soccer team, which is the most virtue signaling woke mob of people I've ever seen in my life. They make more than the men's team per game by heaps, despite the fact that revenue... Anyway, not them. But like, if you take that to any code, whether it be NRLW, Super W, it's concessions that are being made correctly to promote the sport. Like, I, I, I'm in favor of all those concessions. I'm in favor of the NBA fucking funding the WNBA. I'm in favor of the NRL funding the NRLW until it reaches a point where they can generate their own income. But there isn't a code at the moment that fucking generates their own income. So what so, you're saying to me is that you don't think women should get paid the same as men. I think you should get paid on your merits and not even close in the same way that male models shouldn't get paid the same as fucking female models. Like for the most part, they don't or the fucking men's. When was the last time we heard anything about the men's national netball team? Like if there's no interest in it, then you get what you get. So I think that all the concessions that are being made at the moment, like all the money that's being generated for the NRLW is good. Cause I like the NRLW. Uh, the same for any of the codes that, are in Australia and operating. Same for the WNBA, because it's good. But like, it's just a little taste of reality when the the fact is you don't actually make any revenue. So your revenue share is fucking nothing. You got to pay eighty grand each per year. You got to pay eighty grand. So it's going to be interesting to see who can actually afford the eighty six grand to step on the court for two thousand twenty three. It's. Did you know it's funny? Like, to me, that argument is so logical like your argument just there is so logical and so reasonable that i just don't understand how anyone could argue against that but guarantee that you know all of our audience who are you know against that will be like what the fuck are they talking about yeah well they they probably wouldn't they probably wouldn't listen to us if they were against that but there'll be someone that disagrees with that and they'll be not not should be the same should be the same it's very like it's very simple. It's very simple, and at the very as I said, at the same time, I'm so in favor of supporting those like the emerging women's sports brands. So in favor because it will reach a point where it does produce its own revenue. It won't be anytime soon, but it will. Re- and it's very good for young athletes of any fucking gender. Fuck, I was going to say both genders, any of the 127 different genders. Like, is that what there is now? Oh, who fucking knows? You can be any, I, I got another thing for you. Don't worry, it's coming. But um, yeah, it's just it's it's just a little bit of like if you broke down what the NRLW produces versus what they don't produce, you know, like they they, they don't get paid enough at the moment, but they wouldn't be getting paid what they paid now. So 
like it's just that's just reality man it's just life it's a very that video is very funny i'll try and find it's it and share. very funny it's very very funny it made me laugh numerous times um on the same note there's a good chance that i could be playing in the nrlw next year because you can now change your gender on your birth certificate in queensland at will what do you mean no surgeries nothing you can just change it That would be really good marketing for the podcast. No, it would be really good marketing. And I've thought about it. It's sitting in my list of things to do. So if um, all goes south, uh, I'll just fucking go to Queensland and try out for the Broncos. And Mate, love you. I reckon that would be great. You should do that. I might do that. because, what, Like with the gender thing, like you know how the pronouns, I still don't understand it. But I, I was a little, uh, I'd had a couple of personality enhancers the other day. I'm like looking through going, how do I change this to uh, King, His Majesty, or like Zebra? Yeah, exactly. I want to be a zebra. Yeah. It's funny, bro. After after last week, a few few people messaged me who had never li- listened to Jordan Peason before. And I was like, that shocked me. But maybe because I live in a vacuum where I exclusively listen to him. And they were like, I don't understand how he, like, what he's saying is, like, well, I don't get it. It's just pretty lo- it's pretty logical like why is it offending anyone good i have no idea made the videos where you go online and he's arguing with a feminist yeah some of the best shit some of the absolute best videos but there's very there's actually very good videos of like first second wave feminism which the first wave was about the vote second wave was about pay equality and then whatever third wave depending on who you ask, what we're in now is just a, it's random. So there's it's actually some very good videos of older women just going, you've completely lost the plot and sight of reality. Like I've seen, then, I've seen those. I've seen those. They are, they are actually very good. Like back then we had a goal in mind and we've achieved the goal. Like, I don't know what you're fucking, I don't know what you're talking about. So that's right. Not to incite any hatred of them, but. You reckon, do you reckon life would be better without social media? Um, define better. Do you think our mental health would be better? Do you think probably? Do you think there'd be happier people? Like I, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but you know how the Apple phone could tell you how many hours a day you're on your phone. Yeah, yeah. I tried. That's been dangerous for me. Been crook for the last three days. So what? Like eight hours a day? Yeah. So if you look at that over a week, then times that by a year. You're losing a hell of a lot of your life being on the phone. And I'm sure yeah. I'm, I'm the same. And I, I reckon that's a problem for a lot of people. I might try and do, I was thinking about that as I lay in my sweaty stupor in the last couple of days, I was thinking about doing some sort of cleanse. It's very hard though, because you'd miss like, you'd have to have times where you can check it um, to like look at team trainings or like work or like things like that. So it does make it quite difficult. But, I want to get uh, to the level, you know, like Ed Sheeran doesn't carry a phone. He doesn't have a phone. Bill Murray doesn't have a phone. <laughs> I'd love to get to that level. Ed Sheeran could, yeah, fuck. It's pretty difficult to compare. Those guys are worth billions of dollars. So at the moment, you, you got your two ends of the spectrum are carrying a phone. You've got this homeless guy I'm looking at at the moment. He's under there, under that little gutter. He's not carrying a phone. And you've got multi, multi-millionaires. They're not carrying a phone. That's a good point, Jed. That's a good point. <laughs> Something to aspire to anyway. I think if, if you had like a, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If you were raising kids, I think it'd be hard these days knowing when they could have a phone. I mean, I remember getting a phone when I was like 11 because I was catching a bus or some shit and it could only text and play Snake. And like, I still remember thinking Snake like, 2. Snake 2 was awesome. Snake, like, I don't think it had Snake 2. It was a piece of shit. But like, I think there's a lot I, of benefits I, to phones. Like, I, I, I use this example all the time. First time I went to Rome uh, was in the days just before smartphones came out. So it was like Nokia's then. And I was I had to book a hostel. So to book a hostel, you'd have to go to an internet cafe, book your hostel, print out the documents. Then you'd have to get uh, Google Maps up and then you'd have to write down the directions you had to turn once you got off the station. So you go turn right, then second left, then yeah, third yeah. right. So you'd yes. have to do that. And then the last time I went to Rome, we'd walk out the front door, try, type in Coliseum. Oh, it's 8Ks. We'll walk. Oh, what's this column? Boom. Press on the press on your phone. Tells you what the column was uh, made by Emperor Vesuvius in in seventy five cool. AD. So, so there's like lots of benefits to it. I think probably the answer is just controlling controlling. I wonder. Yourself. I wonder. Like in a study that cannot be conducted, if we've all got dumber collectively because of it. Even though you, can I feel like I have. I don't know. I spend so much time just like reading stupid shit that is not important. So, like, absorbing information. But I, I wonder, like, collectively as a people if we've got stupider. I, I Look, yes, I think we have. I definitely have. I'll tell you, uh, I'm trying to get... Um, as, a, as, a, as a comment into that, and I'm not, I'm not asserting stupider, but it, the, I've started to realise I am getting older this week. Like, I was watching... You know, comedians in cars getting coffee. Yes. So there's an episode, and I'll get into who runs the show in a second. There's an episode with Bill Burr, Bill Burr, comedian, funny dude. Um, and we're watching it in the house, Granger and his girlfriend, who I've just invited to come out. I don't think she wants to be a part of the podcast. And she's like, Oh, who's that guy? And I'm like, That's Jerry Seinfeld. She's like, Oh, yeah, what, is, what does he do? And I'm like, yeah, and then, but Granger as well. I'm like, have you ever seen Seinfeld? He's like, no. Like, not really. Bonnie, you no. want to defend yourself? Come. We're just talking about how you've never seen Seinfeld. Oh, my yeah. God, there's a curtain there. There's a curtain there. Come. Hello. Hey, mate, how are you? Good, how are you? So, so what's, what's it like living with Jed? Just throw him under the bus quickly. Come on in. He's fine. He's not too bad. He's not too oh. bad. She's being nice. She's being nice. <laughs> she is being nice at the moment, but that was a big... There you go, Bonnie. People can see you now. That was a big moment for the house this week is when I realised like, I might be getting older or have the younger generation completely lost touch. This is only five years here. Most famous show of all time. So five years difference. How, how old are you, Bonnie? 23. 23. Not five years. Seven years. So 20, <laughs> seven. Years, 20 years difference. <laughs> no, 20 years between you and her. But... <laughs> It was very concerning. It was just concerning to me. But look, while we got Bonnie here, Bonnie, mm. here, use the microphone. What's the, what, how are you adapting to Hong Kong? You're talking to it. Thank God. You're from yeah. the, you're from the sunny coast, aren't you? Yeah, I am from Terrigal on the central coast. So it's, it's, a, it's a world away, isn't it? It is. It's not been too bad. Um, bit of a culture shock. Like everything's different. House, friends, food. It smells different. But it's not been too bad. How are you finding the locals? 
I used to live here. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'd grow up in Hong Kong. Um, no one really like smiles at you when you walk past them. <laughs> but I guess everyone's still wearing masks. Um, it just seems like no one really cares. Like yeah, when they pass you, like they just don't even acknowledge they you. They won't get out of your way either. Um, yeah, so no. my wife grew up in Foster and when she was living there, Kate, Kate's the nicest person you'll ever meet in the world. When, But she got so tired of them not moving out of the way that she ended up knocking over some old lady in a Zimmer frame one day and didn't even realise, knocked her over and just kept walking. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've, been I've been bowling cunts over this week. I, I, honestly, I've reached the point, like, I don't care anymore. If, like, if, a dude's look, if a dude's playing World of Warcraft and I'm also walking... Too bad. They're all on their phones. If he dies, he dies, Chubby. They're, look, they're, it's an amazing country, uh, but there's some idiosyncrasies from the locals that are quite amusing mm. and also not amusing at all, if that makes sense. Body also had her first um, dinner mm. in, in Capital's experience where you go to dinner and get home at breakfast. So, yeah. <laughs> Was that on Wednesday? or? Yep, it was on Wednesday this week. Ladies' and, night. Yeah. So that obviously um, uh, dopamine in the house was low for three to four days. It was. There was some tears. There was a lot of crying. Hong Kong, Hong Kong will get even the most disciplined person. Yeah. If look, if you enjoy a good time, it's one of the greatest places to be, but it's also one of the worst places to be because there's always something amazing happening. And it's it. If you don't have the ability to say no, it can get away from you very quickly. Mm. Yeah. Like you go on my brother's Instagram and that's just proof. Yeah. Well, firstly, thank you. First uh female listener or participant in the podcast. So appreciate Apart it. from our mothers. That's very very <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> so you, the point is they'd never seen Seinfeld either of them, right? And it made me just second guess everything that I was doing. Everything that I'd done with my life up well, to that point. I, I think Seinfeld, I, Seinfeld's the basis for everything. I feel a bit sorry for them, to be honest. Well, I tried, no, because she's gone, she's only on the other side of the curtain, but I tried to make them watch it, and they said it looks shit. Seinfeld? Yeah. Oh, God. That's depressing, Jed. Talk about a new generation, people, mate, scary, bro. That That is depressing. I like Bill um, Burr. I like, I like the one, the Jim Carrey one's one of my favorite ones. He's out there. He's fucking, he's out to lunch. I he's, like it, though. I don't know if I like it. He's out to lunch, man. He is fucking out to lunch. Um. Oh fuck! No, I had something important. Oh, yeah, can I just go. can I just go quickly? No, I, I, I just, spent a day at the Waratahs last week. Oh, yeah, um, how much I pay you? I don't know. It was uh, <laughs> it was it was really good. Obviously, got the connection through Bubba there, and uh, ended up going and spending a day. Sat in, on all the team meetings in the new building. Um, watched them train. Ended up spending a bit of time with Paulie, talking about some of his small stuff. Um, watched Bladesy do some scrum stuff. Then once the team session in the afternoon, I was very impressed. Very, very impressed. The new building looks incredible, Jed. It's got everything. Sauna, hot cold plunge, kitchen, incredible gym. Um, everything you could possibly think of. Probably the only criticism would be that the team room's probably not big enough. Um, minor detail. they got a coffee machine. Anything you could think of, they've got. It's it. It is night and day compared to the demandables at. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Because the, the, oh, that's good news. Firstly, the SFS 
for a long time. Like we both spent a bit of time in there. That was actually really, really good. Really, really good. Like, especially if you look back for its time now, like that had hot and cold plunges that are really big, nice, relaxing room, kitchen, like all sorts of shit. It did used to get used a lot by other people. And I don't mean other people not invited, but, you know, like, for instance, probably while we were in there, like an NRC team or academy or this, that, but it had offices. It was actually a really good facility. So I think, I mean, it'd be crazy. Probably Holloway, like, or like maybe, I don't know, Ned Hannigan, like those guys would be the only ones who actually used the old, old one now. Well, but well, like, they've got, look, Curly Bill's running around. Nemanja, there you go, KB. dollars just back. Uh, so okay, look, so there's, a, there's a few of them, but like the demands, I suppose the demands we set up was fucking terrible. Look, um, I talked to Gilly about it. it. He said one of the benefits of it is, is that you could have a lot of interactions with the players because everyone was so close together. If you're going to get a coffee or something, you and I would cross paths so we can have that one-on-one interaction, which um, you know is key when you're coaching because you don't get to see everyone all the time. In the new building, one of the only real downsides is it's such a big fucking building that it's going to be hard to see everyone all the time. But it's only a minor thing, really. Um, I was impressed with that. I was really impressed with the stuff they're doing the Fords. I, I actually got quite a bit out of watching it some and some uh, some practical takeaways that I'm definitely going to use. And the other thing that I was impressed with is it just felt good in there. I, I, I think the last time I was in there was a couple of years ago. Um, not the best, uh, not the best feel, but you, you know, when you go into a workplace and it's just buzzing. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was just my perception, but that's how it felt. It felt like there was a lot of good things happening there. Uh, everyone was incredibly friendly. Uh, which is something I noticed down at the Brumbies. Everyone came up and said hello to you. Knew a couple of the guys, so obviously they did, but even guys I didn't know would come up and say hello, which I, it's only a small thing, but I think it's important. Um, yeah, very impressed. I'd be very intrigued to see how the Tars go this year. They, To me, they look like they are building quite some squad when everyone's back. Uh, they got this new Samoan second row who's been playing test footy for Samoa, Namani. Um, Curtly Beal's back. Um, Tolu's back. So it's going, it's going to be interesting. But I was very, very impressed with it, Jed. Yeah, that's I, that's I, I, I look. I went in there last year for a day. I was impressed with it at that point as well. In terms of the on-field stuff, there was some really, really good stuff that they were doing. Um, it was light years from my perception of where they had been, um, but yeah, it just shows a positive like. I think that that's the positivity you can get out of change, right? I mean, I think they were in a bit of a rut prior to that. Um, I didn't, th- I don't think they had the talent, but I think they're probably in a bit of a rut. And you get you get a guy who comes in, does things a bit different, and everything everything's a little bit different, and people respond positively. I I still think they're in that building phase and enjoying the changes in that respect. There's um, a couple of couple of good things that that I will share that I got out of it. Is one there was a lot of laughter which I think is important. Um, missed the start of one of the meetings, but as you're walking in, you could hear everyone just laughing. The other thing is is, is how clear they were in their messaging. So I, they do this thing called MLS, which is like a meet, learn, skill thing where they go through video and then transfer it down the field. And, and just the clarity around how they presented their messages, you couldn't not understand what they were trying to get across, which I thought was very impressive. Very, yep. very simple, very clear, very direct, and presented with video 
and drawings if they needed to. I don't think there was drawings, but you could not understand. You couldn't misinterpret the point that they were trying to get across. Yeah, it's pretty. I suppose that it's pretty important. I've come to realize that it's very important. And at the same time, if you do misinterpret that message, you're either fucking really stupid or you're not paying attention. So, like, it takes a bit of onus away from. I mean, if the if their messaging is perf- not perfect, but like almost it's so compatible that if you if you fuck it up then you you're not you're not paying attention so fascinating I, I, it's fucking hard nowhere to hide at that level mate there's nowhere to hide live gps tracking everything's filmed no there's nowhere to hide there really you isn't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how i'd survive in this age there's too much there's too many camera angles it's fucking impossible man well they're, they're tracking the gps session live and then at the end of it they go all right the backs need to do x top amount of top up, up. Yeah, yeah. Those guys need to do X amount of top-ups. There's guys lifting a bunch in there to try and put on size. Um, there's guys who are doing conditioning like a stupid amount. Um, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, they, they're doing a, a little bit of stuff with a wrestling coach. I didn't get to see that, but I want to go and watch that. Very impressed, mate. I'm, cool. I'm, I'm expecting good very things cool. this year. Yeah, I think... I think they'll get similar outcomes to last year in, in regards of where they finish. Like, as in, in a good way, I think they'll be successful. Um, I think the Brumbies will be marginally less successful based purely, I think, based on talent. Like, we, I know that their, co- like their coaching hasn't changed. They've still got amazing coaches down there, but I, I don't think – I think they're missing a few players this year. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit too early. I, I need to pay more attention in order to give a really – my a good stab at the other teams, but I, I can't see Melbourne doing much. And I, you know, I think the force will be marginally better. But I look, the, the Tars are in a good spot. I think it'll be interesting to see what they do in a few key positions. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, look, if they get some injuries, I, uh, you know, I think depth might be pushed. But uh, I think well, yeah, they... it depends, right? It depends. Yeah, I agree it, uh, as a general rule. But I mean, at the moment, they've still got three tens. Well, we, we tried to recruit Tane to the wildfires. He wasn't having a bar of it. Really? That's yeah, disgusting. like free helicopter rides. Um, <laughs> the kid, mate, he, he's from like Dremoyne or something, but he pretends he's from the eastern suburbs. He's got to get over himself. So no wonder you couldn't get him up to fucking Merriweather we, Beach. He did have a butler sort of following him around. I did <laughs> notice that as well. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got a couple of tens, mate. They've got a couple of nines as well, who I think are good players. Very good, very good players. So it'll be interesting to see who sort of weeds themselves out of that. Um, or if, like, you know, God, Godsey's the third string, or arguably Simon's the third string. He's he's a very good player. Good player, um, right? And Robertson's very, very good. Who's so, the, who's the little uh, – what's the little nine that played for East? Grant. No, uh, you know who it is. Uh, the Yeah, yes. Oh, Teddy Wilson. Oh, he is good. They've got so he, many nines. He is good. Yeah, the very good player. He's a very good league player. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens there. I, I'm obviously most invested in what happens at 10. I want to see what happens at 10. It's interesting to me how it's also sort of the nature of rugby, how like uh, like Tane had a better super season, but obviously Donaldson's had a better international window. So what happens when they go back? Yeah, and how do they how do they look at that and go? This guy would be more suitable here. And... Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's almost like like in rugby league when they just pick a guy for the Australian team, but he doesn't like he plays Not off the bench. Papali. 
Yeah, I know, like, I don't know, like Matt Lodge or someone like that. Like, he plays off the bench for the Roosters. Does that come back and change who gets picked in origin? Or uh, It's not always linear. So I'll be very interested to see what happens given that Tane just re-signed. And, he's looking yeah, jacked, too. He's looking jacked, the young man. He's got to look jacked, man. He's a fucking pale, ginger, redhead. Like, he has to be jacked or he's got no chance in this world. He looks shredded. He has to be shredded. <laughs> He has to be shredded. Well, um, you got a full-time butler cooking meals for him. He should be in good nick. He fucking should be. Um, I'll tell you one other thing, and I'm going to have to tiptoe around this one. Just and dive don't, straight in. Dive no, straight I can't. In. I can't. I cannot dive straight in. You'll know why very soon. Because you're but... in China. <laughs> no. Um, there's been some... Um, Just blink what... twice if you're in danger, Jed. There's been some um, lockdowns worldwide at the moment. No. There has been. And it made me think everyone's against it, right? Like everyone's saying how bad. True? Like in the media, like like particularly in Australia, like this is terrible. I've I've stopped reading the media. Everyone was in favor of our lockdowns. What's the difference? I don't know why they listen to some people. <laughs> like, yeah, I just look. It just made me. I think it was. It's slightly hypocritical. Obviously, it's I, being done. You know, I had matter. this argument with this fuckwit one day, and he's like, and it was during the lockdowns. And I've, I've, you know, I clearly have no idea about anything. I'm a moron, and I fully admit that to anyone. But I'm like, why don't they just isolate the elderly and at-risk people? And he goes, are you saying that elderly people shouldn't be a part of society? And I've gone, well, no one's a part of society at the moment, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a society. We're in a well, house. No one is. No one is. I'm not even allowed to be talking to you in, to, in this gym that we're both in. Yeah, it, look, it's 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 crazy. The, the, I suppose the someone on the other side of this argument would say at the time we didn't know anything and now we know certain things and that's why. Well, we... let's make world-changing decisions without all the information. No, that's why we can now cast judgment, but it's it's interesting. And like, I, I'm not saying I wasn't part of that camp. I don't know where I sat on the whole thing. I found it frustrating, but maybe it was correct. I don't know. But like, well, you, it's, got, it's, you got JobKeeper, so you were pretty happy with it. That's correct. What you were telling me. Yep. And at the time, <laughs> so, but it's interesting how like every, everyone's very in favor. And now, 18, two, two years later, it's happening somewhere else, albeit not in a, great way but everyone's against it now it's like there's there's hypocrisy all over that it's fucking stinking with it i mean have a look like victoria is like uh, still doing some crazy stuff that is comparable in certain elements like it's, it's it's crazy how people can be pro one thing and against another thing and they be the same thing like it's yeah how do we solve all this, Jed? I know we say it every week. Do we need to have a Hunger Games type scenario where no, we, no, we nominate people as tributes? And you should definitely need license to have children. I think, and they should have to pass a, a variety of tests um, because, uh, yeah, we just got to make sure that we're funneling in the right direction as a society, which I can't guarantee at the moment. It's a fucking, it's a fucking weird one because isn't aren't we underpopulated? According to your Uncle Elon. I don't know. Apparently, we're underpopulated. You know, I've always been a big. 
based on recent events, Chubby, maybe we should consider a single child policy. <laughs> I've heard great things. I think they're doing a good job. Yeah, and dumplings are awesome. And um, big fan. Great Wall of China is really well. There's actually a bit of there's a bit kicking off at the moment. So over there. Um, yeah. So it's it's um it's interesting. It's interesting. And that's and I think they're doing a great job. And I just want to reiterate that everything's good. And uh very happy, very happy. Look, uh, yeah, great, great food, great culture. Look, we're big fans of the Chinese government on this show. <laughs> Don't, mate. If I end up, I swear, if I if I end up in a gulag, I'm gonna be so pissed off. Think I'll of the so, publicity. Think of the good oh, publicity. Oh, so good. It's a, it would be equal to, if not better than me playing NRLW for the Brisbane Broncos, and that, well, both of them are a possibility. I don't know which one's higher. Mate, but, you you've got a big couple of years ahead of you. NRLW uh, being arrested by the Chinese government and then <laughs> running for running for a political office when you get back to Australia. Just think of the ratings. Think of the ratings. You've already got this platform to push out your left-wing messages. (laughs) (laughs) The ratings would be so high. Well, it's very exciting. Look, it is. It is. Speaking of you people I hate, which is not what we're talking about at all, the Balenciaga fallout continues. We spoke about it last week. Yes. LeBron, I hate LeBron James. He pisses me off so much. And this is, they only tie into each other very small way, but did you see the Jerry Jones thing? Yeah. <laughs> From fucking 60 years ago? More. Seven. Oh. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Explain it to people. Well, you can push back if you think it's different. But there was a very old black and white photo <laughs> over school during the segregation era. And there was a photo of all these white guys sort of yelling at a black guy. And Jerry Jones was in the back of the photo. Yeah, it was just standing there. True or false? Yeah, no, that's true. LeBron, of course, comes out in an interview. They're like, oh, so how was the game tonight, LeBron? And he sits there and he thinks and he goes, none of you guys asked me about Jerry Jones, man. None of you guys asked me how bringing up Jerry Jones, thinking about Jerry Jones. I don't know, like, what's amazing, and I suppose I'll correlate the two, is that people, people like... It's like let's try and cancel Jerry Jones for being in a photo seven. It was it was I think close to seventy years ago. It was sixty something years ago. But like celebrities who haven't who are still involved with Balenciaga from a week ago are getting away with murder. Is he involved with Balenciaga? No, I don't know. Oh, but, but it's like, just just the fact that that he's fact trying that to it's yeah. Like, let's cancel. Let's can let's try and fucking get this literal pensioner who does, who doesn't really do much. He's like he, he just owns the Dallas Cowboys. Like it wasn't exactly a intimidating, I mean, sorry, incriminating photo besides the fact that he was existing in it. But like, where's LeBron doing this sort of shit? And he's like, he's been very vocal on other topics and wrong about a particular topic that uh, was hits quite home to where I am at the moment. Like it, it's very pick and choose. They're very pick and choose on what they want to fucking take sides on these people. Like there still hasn't been that much distancing of celebrities from Balenciaga. Which is fucking it, insanity to me. It's madness, man. It is madness. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, uh, yeah. Look, I think you're right. Um, Dave Portnoy hates uh, LeBron as well. 
hates LeBron for the same reasons. Because he everything to LeBron, and he's probably one of the greatest athletes to ever live. But he cannot drink a cup of coffee without inciting some sort of virtue bullshit. He can't do it. He's just incapable of it. He, he, I think he holds himself to such a high esteem that he thinks he's a public commentator on fucking everything. What do you and make of the What do you make of the Jerry Jones photo? I'd make nothing of the Jerry Jones photo. I would ask Jerry Jones what was going on here, and he probably would have said, "Mate." It was a fucking different time. I was in the back of a photo. Like I wasn't yelling at I wasn't yelling at the bloke. Or maybe he says I was yelling at the bloke. I don't know. It's 65 years later. Like what's the I, I honestly believe you can cancel anyone for anything. Like no one, like if you try it hard enough, you'll find something that does is doesn't agree with a, a virtue or something that people find popular these days, depending on what. Like you, honestly, you could there could be a photo of someone chopping down a tree and people would get the shits about climate change and the environment. So I make nothing of the Joe Jones photo. He was a guy who grew up in the fucking fifties. What do you what do you make of a lot of the they call it legacy media in the States not reporting on Elon releasing the Twitter documents? Yeah, it's it's not a I it's funny, I was I was listening to something the other day and uh, they were I'm not trying to have a red pill moment, but they were like, I can't believe you fucking watch normal media because it just doesn't report anything. And I, I think, I don't know. I, I think growing up, you always, you you just watch the news and like the news of the news, but I try and branch out a little bit these days to find out. There's some things that just aren't reported. Like Xi Jinping absolutely rinsed Justin Trudeau at the G20. It just wasn't anywhere. I kind of rate that though. Yeah, it was, it was fucking funny. I don't like Justin Trudeau. So it was, it was like it was, but it just wasn't reported anywhere. And someone was talking about it on a podcast. I was like, I wonder if that did happen. And then I sort of went and looked and it did happen. But yeah, it's very, it's very selective. It's very selective. It's more of a, like the media now is more of an entertainment purpose, I think. hundred percent. hundred percent. I love Tucker Carlson, man. I know, he's a, <laughs> I know he's a fan of this show. Tucker, if you're listening, we'll happily have you on anytime, sir. I like to, I like, yeah, so am I. <laughs> he's very, he's very smart, but yeah, it, it's there. I mean, they're so polarized. The states, like CNN, is just so woke, and then you know, Fox is probably on the other side, but they'll have anyone on Fox at least. Whereas CNN will not have any. You got any billion dollar ideas for me? Um, Even thousand dollar ideas. I do have one for you, but it's uh, it'll have to wait till off camera. Right. Um, my $1,000 idea is playing NRLW. I <laughs> think that, that, could, that could make me $1,000. <laughs> I think that could make me, and I could do it in Queensland. So well done, Queensland. You are idiots. And so it'll take something like this to prove the point, or it'll take something terrible, which I hope something terrible doesn't happen. So conversely, it will take something that's very funny to prove the, to prove the point that maybe you need some safeguards um, before me and Chubby just come up and go, mm, yeah, no, we're chicks now. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll play loose head. He plays tight head. And uh, let's play for the Reds next season. Like, that's what it'll take. Oh, fuck, I'm not playing rugby again. <laughs> or we can be like, we, we can just go up there, like change our change our genders and then become the first all-female coaching staff in the shoot shield or something like, something completely ridiculous. Look, all I'm thinking about is how to get this podcast to the fucking moon. And if I need to become 
whatever I need to be comfortable doing, mail. that's what I'll do. That's what we'll do. It's very easy. It's very it's very easy now. That's all you got to do. I've never so, had a surgery in my career, so I'd like to not do the surgery. Really? Never. Oh my fucking goodness! As my dad said, you must have watched a hell of a lot of good rugby. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I actually got a, I got my MRI back. I have a tear in my um, like my joint lining in my knee. It's got the words are way too big. I know what it is. So I don't know if I'm heading for another one. But the fact you haven't had one is, by the way, they should be, for, for multiple reasons, they should be studying your blood. They but should. <laughs> for one of them, that's yeah. one of the key reasons. That's absurd. Yes, that's it is. absurd. I think it's a combination of, I've got hypermobility. So, yeah, yeah. And I think that actually helped. And probably not getting involved that much in games. Yeah, I mean, I have hypermobility you know. as well. I remember doing the testing, like so. I never had a shoulder, like shoulder injuries or elbow, or but like in terms of other, like knees and stuff, I did. So it's that's annoying. And my parents right now are listening, going, "Fuck! I wish, I wish we gave birth to Chubby because we would save so much fucking money." You reckon they're still listening? <laughs> I do actually. I do. Um, but yeah, gee, that's that's outstanding. That's out, outstanding. Yeah, no, look, very, very fortunate. Uh, I don't know what that means for me in my life, but, uh, yeah, got away. I've had a lot of niggles, of course, but uh, you thought I was going to say the N-word then, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> fuck, I hope someone's good at editing. See, if we, if, we had a big, if we had a really big following, someone would just edit that, and then you'd be cancelled. Yeah, well, look, you can't cancel someone that hasn't got nothing. So exactly. bring it on, fuckers. Exactly. You can't cancel I'm, someone who's not afraid to lose everything. Well, I've got nothing. So I'm like I'm, you know, I'm that tempted to just fuck off and move to Bali one day that it'll just hurry the, you know, the timeline up. I don't, I don't know if I could survive. I don't know if I could survive Bali. I mean, I probably could for a little bit. Let's be honest. I could. I'll tell you the my last uh, my last thought I had as I was just sitting around was I miss I miss cricket. Controversial. Controversial. Crickets or like cricket, the sport. I miss eating crickets. No, I miss the cricket. It's a very good sport for summer in Australia. It's good background music. It's good to like put on your car as you're driving somewhere, or like just have on the TV. I don't know what you do during summer. I have no idea, but like I don't know what I do. You just sort of like drift off on the lounge, have a bit of a nap, wake mm. up. They're still sort of punting around on the field. And the reason I think cricket's popular, and this is going to go down like an absolutely fucking not well, uh, is because I, and I've stated before, that they're not very good athletes. I think it's relatable. I think people think they, they could do it. I think that maybe I that's why I don't enjoy it anymore. Because when Warney, you know, rest in peace, shout out to the great man, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers. Warney, you know, all those guys were coming through. They were fucking relatable. They were relatable. I, I still think we're, I, I think in the minds of men, I think subconsciously you're living off the back of cricketers that. the more relatable. Cricketers I don't think are they more... are now, though. They're out-of-touch multimillionaires who, who yeah. live in five-star hotels. The game is relatable, right? The game is relatable. Like, you can go, you can go and just, like, set up and play cricket and you play a cover driver, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty good at cricket. Like people are packing scrums in the front yard or fucking like it's it's too hard. There's too much going on. Like you look at you look at someone, like you look at one of the like Stunny Bill or you look at one of these rugby players, you're like, that guy's fucking massive. I'm not massive, 
But then you look at Steve Smith, you're like, guy's a little fucking nerd. I'm a little nerd. Like, it's. I think it's more relatable than a lot of other sports. I've, that's what I've come to d- discover. It's a great sport if you enjoy drinking because it goes all day. It goes all day. In fact, it goes for five days at some times. I went to... I went to a day at the last Sydney test mm. just before last year's Christmas with, I'm not going to say who he is, but he's a former shoot shield halfback that might've played at multiple clubs and he's probably um, South African in origin. We'll just put it that yep. way. Yep. So he got invited to this like gamblers box at, at the SCG <laughs> and we go, we go in and it's immaculate. And if we walk in and there's people that we know there, of course, Within an hour, all the box comes inside and they have racing on the TV. They've somehow yeah. convinced the guy behind the bar to go and get a bottle of bourbon. Everyone's doing shots. No one's watching the cricket. Usman Khawaja gets into 92. Everyone goes out, watches him get 100. Everyone goes back in watching the race. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's what but it requires. You don't have to pay attention all the time. So are you There's saying not- that cricket is like the sleeping sounds? You know, the noise where you put on that you need to get to sleep. Cricket is that, that, that in a sport. In the best possible way. Yes, it is. Yes. I mean, and is there a bad all- way? There's not, no. Well, I love sleeping sounds. There's not that many rules, really. Like, there's not that many to understand. I still think the players are relatable because they're not these jacked up fucking beasts. Yes, I know I, there's a guy like sitting there, play Stoke Crib for someone going, the bowlers cover. I know the bowlers cover a lot of kilometers in a day, but like that's hard work bowling. Yes, I know, yes, I know, I know it is. But like the reality is, it would be easier to transition to bowl than it would be to play fucking five eight for the Wallabies, and that's why I think tight prop, tight head prop. That's why people, I think. It, cricket's cool to watch. It's also yes, it is sleep sounds. It's sleep sounds of summer, and I I'm, I do enjoy it during summer because it's just randomly throughout the day, like you said, you you flip you flick on someone hits a ton, you go, that's a strong ton. Then you go back to sleep, have a celebratory go, bong, uh, maybe a couple of lines, <laughs> then go back have, to the party. Hey, family Christmas at your house sounds fucking wild, but yes, I, it, is, it's, it is actually. So I don't have my ongoing feud with cricket is not so much of a feud. I actually quite enjoy it. I just think people. All, I just think they're all little nerds, they are. and that's what makes them so great. You think I mean, you're so fucking good? Go and play tight head prop. Tell me how good you are. Well, my my mate is in India at the moment. They love cricket. They do. They're tiny. They're all tiny nerds. They are. So like, do I rest my case here? You're on. No, you make a good point. They are tiny nerds and they are, they do love cricket. That is a they good point. Cricket. That they is a good cricket. point. There you go. I think this has been one of our best podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I, the notes I take, gee, they like, this one just says LeBron, Jerry Jones, Balenciaga. Like, you got to be a fucking cryptographer to get to the bottom of what I was thinking only 12 hours ago. The Balenciaga thing is fucking weird. My favorite thing of the week, I need his weed. My favorite thing of the week was the WNBA. Oh, they canceled the fucking, uh, what's that show that we hate that Waleed Ali's on or something? Project. Oh, it's gone, I think. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. God, that was a terrible show. You know, Rove, Rove, um, remember Rove? Yes. He, like, shout out to Rove. He's a big fan of this show as well. He produces, owns that show. 
does he? Yeah. Oh, I used to be a fan of him until he told me that. <laughs> yeah, so did I. But in hindsight, you can see that happening. Um, that was the worst show on television. Ever. Hopefully that hopefully that freed up $10, $25, $30 for Channel 10 to maybe buy Tipping Point, which is the best show on television on every afternoon at 4 o'clock. Um, on, I don't know what channel it's on, but terrible, terrible show. I'd be very surprised if you could gather one cinema full of people who missed that show. Terrible. One whole cinema. Absolutely Wally dreadful. Is the most, he's the worst social commentator I've ever, he's the worst person to ever be in the media. This he's is what I think, Jed. We've got a market for people like you to come in and tell people how they should think, how they should feel, <laughs> what's really going on in the world, because that's what they tried to do. Oh, he, he, he's he's the worst. He's the worst. I would, I'll publicly put whatever money, I'll put 50 grand on a public debate against him on anything, because he, without thinking about all the different insensitivities of any given comment, he'd be, he's completely useless to society. He's He's terrible. And that show sucked. I think a charity boxing match, no, a debate <laughs> followed yeah, by a charity boxing match with Waleed, Ali, and you would be unbelievable. I'll fight Peter Hellier. <laughs> See, that's a that's the sad thing. 15 years ago, Peter Hellier doing skits on Rove. So funny, bro. Funny yeah. dude. He got dragged down this fucking Channel 10, same company. Dragged that's down the thing. The- money. Show me the money. Oh, good luck. I, I don't know how I'd wake up in the morning if I every day I went on the the project, man. Uh, it would just make me so fucking sad. Well, he probably you know probably got out of his king size bed, walked downstairs, saw his fucking king size swimming pool, and goes, "Yeah, king I'll, size wife." <laughs> sit through. I'll sit through that terrible program and demean myself so I can enjoy my ten bedroom palace. I I actually love to see stats on viewership because like I know they do like the reels and like they have little takes where they'll they'll interview someone and get a get a crazy outcome from them something like that, but like no one of any substance is going on that show when they come to Australia. I think the only show that people really go on is is on ABC. I mean I'm not a I'm not a huge ABC guy, but they like where they or is it Talking Points or I don't know. I, um, I don't fucking watch any of it. Someone, bro. I, Someone's yelling at me somewhere on the in their car, but the one like where they genuinely d- discuss and debate things. The one Pete, Jordan Peterson went on last time he's out here. Um, I don't know. I don't know and what it is. just did absolute damage. Like sometimes people forget how damaging logic can be, and him just handing out reels of damage to people in the in the form of logical, coherent thought. It's it. I still maintain. I think I heard him say something this week, but he's like, none of the things I say are very like. They're all just things that were normal once. And we haven't evolved past them. We've just become fucking idiots. And like, so it's, it's, he's actually made a whole career like and impacted just so many people by just, just using logical thought. Man, he was in Sydney the other day and I didn't, I didn't know. I wish I'd gone. I thought it would, I would love to see him live. I think he's incredible. A few of my friends went. Did um, they write it? Yeah, I would love would love to have gone as well. I they I saw Robert Whittaker getting getting picked apart in the media because he went. Did he? Well, I yeah. saw that he went, but who was picking him apart? Oh, I don't His know. comments I don't, or whatever. He was getting criticised for going to. It's fucking. It's just. Firstly, I I don't think Robert Whittaker, guy used to work on for City Rail, and he's now the fucking. You know, he's one of the best fighters in the world. I don't think he gives a flying fuck. Just but, quietly, why are you picking on Robert Whittaker? Pick fights, he's gonna win. That's not a yeah. fight you'll win. 
No, but like it's just it's it's insane that you get criticized for doing something like that. But if I went to like some sort of weird fucking protest where I'm chaining myself to it, something lying in the middle of the road with glue all over me, I'd be applauded. Ruining priceless works of art. Oh fuck. We've me. we've gone everywhere this show. The liver king, caffeine gum king, um, China. We've gone to uh, only favorably. Yeah, no, China's a great place. Great cuisine as well. Really big fan of Chinese food um, and, and everything that they stand for. You know, Eddie Jones, Wayne Pivak, um, Jordan Peterson, Twitter. Mate, we've talked about a lot here. How, how would you sum it all up if you if you had to? You know, you, there's a lot of misery in the world, Jed. I'm surrounded by a lot of good people, but a lot of people I know are going through trials and tribulations at the moment. Um which I think is just part of being human, but as a parting message to all of our loyal audience, um, can we have some positivity, something to look forward to, something inspirational? Well, I'd categorically, I'd look forward to the fucking time slot between seven to eight where the project will no longer be. Hopefully they just air static as a reminder for the fallen soldier. I would watch that static. Um, That was a very difficult to respond to on the spot, all the things you spoke about. Um, I think we're lo- I think we're looking up. I think we're looking up. We're coming out of some absolute torrid two years. I thought about it the other day, and I was like, the COVID thing seemed has just seemed like an absolute flash in the pan. Like in terms of my memory, we should all get those years back. I should be twenty seven again. I think we're paying be- the price for it now, to be honest. But anyway, this is meant to be a positive message. You keep yeah. going. You should be thirty five again. I should be twenty seven. And we should get that time back because it was all just dead time. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing how it's reflected in like 10 years, what people say. But uh, 2023 is going to be our year, man. It's going to be a big year. It's going to be a big year. We're going to do it. It's going to be good. We're going to do coffees in comedian with comedians in cars, but the Australian crap version. Guinness in cars. Guinness in, Guinness in cars with comedians. Pingers in cars with Chubby, where we just drive around in my Honda too. Just drive uh, people. Oh, Um, like they'll they'll know about it, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So no, I think I think it'll be a better year on the home front. I'm backing it to be a better year on the home front, and we're coming into beautiful, beautiful Australian summer where it's just beaches, UV rays through the roof, everyone getting burnt, drinking beers. No doubt, ten to fifteen NRL players will get arrested for something. Well, that Uh, is positive. We do have that to look forward to. Yeah, so that'll happen. So if you're if you're worried about your perspective on bad things you've done, just wait three to five days after preseason ends. Um, there's a lot of good things to come through this summer. It's it's one it's one of the great times. You know, at the end of the day, none of us get out of here alive. So we should all just have fun. Listen to Can the Loosehead Sports Show. Buy caffeine gum. Oh. If you want to feel good all the time, you should buy caffeine gum. Yep. Sells it's it. You can get to crack. It's it's the best. Well, look, it's a it's a healthy alternative to crack. It doesn't trim you down like crack does, but it's still good. Well, it's low calorie. It is low calorie, and it very gets very low calorie. Very low calorie. Very calories. low calorie. Gets very the heart low. going. Gets the gets your muscles burning. I, I only I only take caffeine gum. If you don't chew caffeine gum, then fuck you. What are you even doing? I don't know. Anyway, this has been a good <laughs> good show. How would you rate your performance out of ten? Oh, just very bouncy around. I've only had a small latte. I, I don't do the fifteen coffees a day you do, and I'm, I'm off my head at the moment, so. It's good, man. 
Feel free to clip that bit of me saying I'm off my head. <laughs> They're talking talk, talk about crack. It's a healthy alternative to crack. I, I do have something. To, I do have something to pitch you post this. So sure. All right. Let's uh let's finish there. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you managed to get through this absolute dribble. Uh, if anyone would like to come on board as an intern editor, you will not be paid. The work will be hard and the hours will be long. Um, but we we need to clip this for social media. You know, I put one clip of Jed absolutely burying jail rugby last week and it's got 12,000 views, something like that on TikTok. So way to the one me burying Wally Dali. Like, let's fucking go to the moon. I know, but I'm struggling to find time to edit this. So if anyone wants to come on board, Maybe we'll give you a two percent share of the of the show. Two um, percent of nothing equals nothing. But <laughs> all right, that'll do. Bye.